I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. What's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally. And I'm Josiah Keneally, and we are your hosts. Yes, and you are tuning in to the Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. And Josiah, we have an incredible guest that is joining us. Who is that person? I'm going to welcome him, and I'll introduce him in just a second, but we're joined today by Jack Countryman. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm just wonderful. It's uh, just great to be with you, and and great to have an opportunity to talk about our favorite subject, Jesus Christ. That's right. I love it. on, and you guys know that we are passionate about every generation, and there's mentorship that can happen. There's reverse mentorship that can happen, Mm -hmm. and Micah says it best. You want to share that quote? I just say, I feel like God downloaded this to me. You're never too young to teach and you're never too old to learn. And what a great thing that we can live by, right? Oh my (laughs) gosh. And so you guys know as the listener, it's a joy to come into your homes, your AirPods, your, your headphones your office spaces, and we launch new episodes every Monday morning. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for sharing this content with others that you think that it will bless and minister to. And we're joined today by Jack Countryman, who is the vice president as well as publisher emeritus at Thomas Nelson Publishers. If you read books, and we think that you do, you've probably noticed that little Thomas Nelson logo on a lot of them in the bottom (laughs) corner on the spine. And so he's been a part of Thomas Nelson. And he's also the author of a brand new book and resource. We're going to talk about it some, The Power of Hope. Mm, the Power of it. Hope. And in our world, there's a lot of fear. Yeah. There's a lot of doom and gloom. There's a lot of hurt. And today, the message is hold on to hope. And we're going to talk about that. Jack's also really unique that in 1986, he trademarked the J Countryman brand, essentially creating Christian gift book business. Since then, he's published more than 800 books, sold nearly 30 million copies, and is responsible for more of the industry's most cherished devotional uh, titles than you could probably imagine. So we're joined today by Jack. And Jack, can you just start by sharing some of your journey of life, of how you got into writing and publishing and leadership? Well, in 1976, Mom and I and the kids started our business on our kitchen table. We had a license to publish the Living New Testament in Living Sound, which I got from uh, Tyndall House. And so we started that way, and we started offering it through all different types of direct response ways. And... uh, So then in 1981, we were meeting with Roger McDuff, a gospel singer, Assembly of God gospel singer, and we were meeting with him in his living room, and he happened to mention to me a promise book. And it just like the Lord just touched my head and said, you need to do that. And so we started by researching, and then in December of... uh, In 1982, we uh, published God's Promises for Your Every Need, and uh, we had no idea how well it was going to do, but we were just enthused and wanted to do it. And so it uh, ended up, uh, 
The next year, we sold 250,000. Wow. And to this moment, it has been an all-time bestseller with 11,700,000. So that really launched us into the publishing business. And we did God's uh, promises uh, for life and, and God's promises for mothers and God's promises for fathers. So then in uh, 1994, we uh, had a meeting with Thomas Nelson and they said, we'd like to have you come be with us. So we sold our company to them. And in December 12th, 1994, we became part of Thomas Nelson. And uh, we were just like kids in a candy store. We had all those authors to put their, their material to work with. And uh, so we started publishing and uh, it wasn't but about uh, two or three years later that uh, we were the largest inspirational gift book publisher in the world. And so it's just been a wonderful trip. Wow. We Well, we are always like children in a candy store. We love um, the next generation. We love the generations that have gone above and before us. And we just love to talk about the things that God is doing. And we are lifelong learners. So we love to read. We have a library in our basement. And Josiah just continues to grow it every time I go down there. It's like Christmas over here. I was like, what's coming in? He goes, oh, I don't remember what I ordered on Amazon. There's a book in there. I don't know which one, but there's a book. So we just really believe in, in reading and blessing people through the gift of writing. And uh, the next generation, we know that we don't want that skill to go away. We don't want that craft to go away. And so, Jack, I would ask you this. Why do you believe that young adult ministry is so vital and important in this day and age? As we look at our youth today and the problems they're facing, all the ad addictions and the world itself uh, just uh, influencing them, I tell you, youth ministry is so important. If you can influence the young people and win them to Christ, mm -hmm. get them involved in a Christian fellowship and let them grow, they will just, oh, they will stay with, stay with being a Christian and influence their lives so God can get a hold of them right. and bless them and teach them and help them to be all that they've been called to be. I love it. Yes, and amen to that, Jack. And that's our hope. That's what makes our heart beat. I think that that's part mm -hmm. of why Mike and I have mm -hmm. been placed on planet Earth is to tell the next generation of the goodness of God in the land of the living that mm -hmm. they can hold on to hope. And um, that just resonates deeply with mm -hmm. the listener as well to know that the work that they're doing is hard. And it's mm -hmm. also meaningful. It matters. Mm -hmm. Like they're making a difference. And we just want to encourage them today as well. And Jack, I think we share a common bond with you because as I'm talking to you, faith is filling my heart and I'm reminded mm -hmm. of Ephesians, how Paul prays that God would open our eyes and that God's able to do more than we can ask, yeah. dream, think up in our minds, or even imagine. And you shared this moment of you know, talking to this Assembly of God worship leader and the, this dream was birthed. And it's, you know, now there's been more book titles than you could have asked or imagined. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's just fun. And Micah and I, in our spare time, we have two little girls. Mm -hmm. So we have a six-month-old daughter and a 22-month-old daughter. So our house is busy a lot of times. <laughs> uh, you're blessed. 
We're blessed. We are blessed. We're blessed. And at the same time, like, we love reading them books. Our daughter, who's 22 months old, she loves saying read, and she loves learning and growing, and we're not much different. We love to read. And our other hobby, like, we looked at ourselves when we had zero kids and the pandemic started. Micah goes, we don't want to come up on the other side of whenever this thing ends empty-handed. Mm-hmm. And she was nine months pregnant at the time, so I knew we w- weren't going to be empty-handed. Like, there was going to be, our family was growing. But since then, like... There's been three books that have gone live and published. They're all self-published. Mm-hmm. She's also done an additional one, and I've done an additional. So we're young, aspiring authors. I think that there's many listeners, too, who maybe they've written, maybe they have a blog, or maybe they'd like to mm-hmm. write more. Maybe that's one of their dreams. But we're thrilled to pick your brain and learn a little bit about book publishing and specifically devotions. I'll just spill some beans that... We have a heart for college students and young adults, and I think our next book Mm -hmm. that we're working on, the outline is already formed, it's a devotional for college students. Mm -hmm. Great. And so I'm just curious to ask you, Jack, what makes a great devotional book? Well, first of all, your subject needs to meet the needs of the people you're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. And the needs through Scripture Scripture is such an important entity in the development of a book because, you know, the Bible has the answers to everything in life. Seek it and you will find it. And so if you can create scripture that meets the needs of the people, as I hope, as I hope, hope does, and uh, also then create thoughts that challenge them, that bless them. Let's speak to the subject that you're trying to uh, communicate with them on. And in that, you'll really be able to develop, I think, a devotional. And I would want to encourage you to do a 365-day devotional because our research has shown us that 365 is a very important number. And people want to be able to come to the Lord and come to a devotional every day. Wow. And if you can get them in the habit of doing it every day, mm-hmm. you will influence their life. That's so good. That's so good. I know I'm guilty of that, of three, desiring 365 days of devotionals written for me. <laughs> oh. And I mean, I would just ask too, like, what encouragement do you have for us, like Mike and I, mm-hmm. as we're writing or others that are listening, looking to write a devotional and maybe how could they go about the process? Those, I furiously scribbled notes. <laughs> and so I've already got mm-hmm. my pages going here and my pen ready, but any encouragement about the process for us? Well, first of all, do you have Bible Gateway? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, pick up the subject you want to address in Bible Gateway. For instance, I went to Bible Gateway with the word hope. And I found that it was in the, in the Bible 190 times. Wow. So it gave me the best basis to which to do research and see where hope was used. And when I did that, I found that it, God gave hope to a bunch of people. So I picked 56 people to write about. And some I used, like Jesus Christ, I used 12 times. Paul, I used 11 times. 
And Peter I used eight times. But all of those times, hope was being given by the Lord to them. And that I think that will be an encouragement. Mm-hmm. So out of the 100 devotionals, I chose 56 different people to write on. Each devotional has a person. And therefore, it was, uh, I think, could be a blessing to see that God actually wanted to bless and give hope to an individual. Yes. That's a great start. And we know that we live, like Josiah already alluded to, in a in a world that needs hope. And coming out of a pandemic, being in a pandemic, experienced in the last two and a half years, people are looking for hope. They're looking for answers. They're looking for some form of faith. And we want to be believers and podcasters and writers and individuals in our home and on the street that can, that can point people to the heart of Christ, not the heart of the problem, um, and to the to the heart of hope, which is Christ, versus um, the ways of this world. And Jack, you kind of already alluded to this project that you had just completed, right? Your newest devotional that's entitled The Power of Hope. What essentially inspired you to write this message? And what is your prayer for the listener today or the reader that they can walk away with after reading your book? Well, as we look at the problems that face us today, the pandemic, which we've been working on for two years, and all the different challenges that were being faced and the different problems we have. I mean, thousands of people have lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of them are loved ones. And so it's just really something to worry about, to be concerned about. And uh, now they're wondering if we're going to have to go to war. I mean, it's just one thing after another. So if we have hope in Jesus Christ, if we have hope in our salvation, if we have hope that Lord, the Lord loves us and cares for us and wants the best for us, it will be inspiring and it will be something that I think we'll be blessed by and hopefully they will be encouraged. Jack, yes and amen, and that's so good. I'm reminded of Chad Veach. He's a young pastor at Zoe Church in Los Angeles, and he's a writer, has a devotional coming out. And his whole thing right now in today's world is he says, I heard him say one time that he was worried about everything because he was praying about nothing. Hmm. And that just resonated with me. Like I, I can have a mind that runs a million directions, a heart that can sure be pretty powerful and fast. And I can get anxious about everything when I'm praying about nothing. And then God, Mm -hmm. the giver of hope, he offers us a life where we can pray about everything. And he says Mm -hmm. to be anxious about nothing. And I'm just curious along the way, you you shared like some, some of the global things that every listener is thinking about, like Ukraine, possible wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, plagues, things like the pandemic. There's plenty globally, but what about individually for you? Has there ever been a hardship or a season where like you didn't sell 11 million books or things were looking tough and you had to depend on God or you you were down and out and discouraged and needed to hold on to hope? And like, have you ever had God show up in one of those moments? Oh, yes. I've had many moments where God showed up and showed me exactly what to do. I once was involved with a partner who was not a Christian and who I was really worried about. 
and I wondered whether or not uh, I was going to be able to keep on working and, and developing books. And God delivered Thomas Nelson to me. Amen. And it took six months, but God's timing was perfect. And through that period of time, we were just gradually moving towards the sale. And the sale came on, and everything's just been glorious since then. I mean, I, I'm just, I can't tell you how blessed we've been and the, all the authors that we're able to work with and the projects we're able to do. Uh, we are just blessed beyond our imagination. And because Lord has demonstrated his love with us, mm. his patience with us, his blessings with us, and all the things that we hope for in life. And here I sit. At age 92. No way. What? No. Yes. 92. Still <laughs> learning. Still still working. Still creating. Still looking forward to each day oh. of all that we can do. So I want to encourage everyone that's listening to this program. God's not finished with you yet. Good. And all you have to do is be available. And he will open the door for you to do things that are beyond his imagination. My wife and I have been involved together. We've been married 56 years. That's awesome. And we've been involved together in this business, working together, creating things together, doing things together. And it's just been a marvelous trip. I love it. I'm deeply inspired. P.S. <laughs> you do not look 92. No I, I would have been great. I would have been like, I'll give him 72. That's I what will. I was thinking. Yeah, but I was like, 92, <laughs> not a chance. Well, thank you. thank you so much. We appreciate that. I love it. Jack, we work with a lot of young adults between the ages of 18 and 30, and we find that they worry about a lot of things. They're trying to discover God's calling. They're fearful. They're afraid of missing out on what God has for them, but they're also fearful of not doing the right thing. So they're almost paralyzed by the decision-making process of life and desiring to live their best life. What advice would you have for an individual who is my brother-in-law says this. I was going through a season. He's like, Micah, worry is wasted prayer and fear is putting faith in the enemy. And he goes, and your faith needs to be in Jesus Christ. And I was just like, that was a defining moment when I was 25 years old, called into ministry, making some big decisions of life, moving a state over, moving from anything and everything I've ever known, starting over essentially at age 27 and just really trying to figure out what God had because I didn't want to miss out on the best life possible. And we were literally just sitting in our garage. We're going through a Bible study right now and we're talking about like how it all began, whether it's, what is it? What all began there? Um, oh my gosh, in the garage. Uh, yes, like, the garage. I'm oh a brain gosh. fart. Apple. Yes. Amazon. Um, Dave Ramsey Solutions. Disney. Mm -hmm. Many bands. Like so many things were a garage dream or side project for people. Yeah. So we're going through this process, and we had one of the young adults literally last Thursday just almost have a breakdown. He's just like, I don't want to miss out on the best life possible that God has for me. So Jack, I would say for the listener who's who's tuning in today, who's maybe at a crossroads mm. of not, maybe they haven't had that breakthrough moment like you did at that table or that offer back in 1994, that Thomas Nelson, you know, interaction where God's like, boom, here it is. 
what how what and or how would you encourage them today if they feel like they're stuck their tires are spinning they're only 20 but they feel like they've already missed it and they have so much time essentially <laughs> how would you encourage them today to live their best life possible wow well, first of all, don't give Satan an opportunity to influence you. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You need to learn scripture and claim scripture for yourself. You know, I use Psalm 1914, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And when I concentrate on my relationship with Jesus Christ and not with the world, the world will always be there trying to influence you. You know, I have a saying, when you build your castle for the Lord, Satan has his shack right next, next door. And he is always trying to influence you. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not good enough. Or you did this. Or you did that. Jesus Christ loves you just the way you are. Amen. He wants you to be involved with him. And he wants to bless you with his love, mercy, and grace. And so he really doesn't care about your past because your past is your past. He's only interested in today and your future. And he wants to develop a relationship with you so that you will be all that you've been called to be. Because they've all been called to be something for the Lord. A witness in one way or another. So don't trust in your own thoughts. Don't trust in your failures. Trust in the Lord and he will go before you and he will bless you. And he will give you all that you ever wanted in life. Hmm. So I think it's, it's an easy decision because I'm 92 and I've made all the mistakes a person can make. <laughs> but I, I, I realized a long time ago that if I want to have peace with God, I need to be involved with him every moment of every day. Hmm good yes, yes. And amen and like what you said about the enemy there is an enemy named satan who seeks to devour and to steal mm -hmm. to kill and destroy and scripture is abundantly clear that his native language his tongue is filled with lies he's mm -hmm. fluent in lies and so that's one of the hurdles that we're going to have to overcome is the the temptation of the enemy the lies of the enemy and i think that looking at I, i'm 30 years old Jack and I look at there was once uh, I'm, I'm a young pastor as well like besides this podcast and writing and mm -hmm. there was once somebody who told me that they didn't like my preaching very much and I remember just feeling discouraged mm -hmm. like I sensed the call of God in my life to preach the gospel and I remember that almost took me out and another thing that probably I've never shared on this podcast but you know, I think we've self-published now together five. I think I've done three or four mm -hmm. as well on my own books that are self-published. And I, for a short time, had like a literary agent who came to me and um, pitched my book to a few different publishers. And um, 
I heard no. I think it was from six publishers. So, Jack, I'm like, okay, well, nothing's stopping me from self-publishing. Hello, Amazon KDP. No disrespect mm-hmm. to Thomas Nelson. I didn't get, they didn't tell me no. So no disrespect to them or any traditional publisher. But I'm at a season of life where if God's given me a message, he's also given me creative, you know, ways to get it out. But for the, where I'm going with this is besides the lies of the enemy or temptation from the enemy, sometimes we feel rejected by other people or hurt by them, whether it was something that somebody spoke over or maybe they just said, no, not here, not now. What would you say to the young listener, the young leader, the young Mm -hmm. aspiring author or writer about rejection? Any stories or promises come to mind about that? You know, uh, rejection is something we all face in life. But the Lord will never reject you. The Lord stands there waiting for you, listening and wanting to bless you, you know. You know, it says in in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in prayer, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind as you trust in Christ Jesus. So all I can say is trust your own instincts. Trust your God-given talent and Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to guide you because he wants to guide you and he will guide you if you surrender to him. Mm-hmm. If you okay. come to him and seek his voice, seek his words, he will, he will guide you. I, I can give testimony to that because everything we do is spirit-driven. I love it. You know, because I, I, I must confess, I'm nothing without Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He gives me all the talent I have. He gives me all the inspiration I need. He is always with me and goes before me and blesses me daily. I love it. One of the things that Josiah and I, um, so we lead a ministry together. We're both pastors and just, we love what God is doing, but everything we do, we birth and bathe in prayer. Absolutely. And, and so many young adults who may be listening to this podcast or maybe just starting out in a ministry, whether they're leading, they're taking one over, or they're trying to figure out seminary, or they're just trying to figure out their leadership role. So many individuals in those forms of ministry or leadership have come to us asking questions and we're like, well, what did God speak in prayer? And their response is, well, I didn't pray about that. And then you have to ask is, is it a God dream or is it your own selfish, lustful desires to be famous or to make God's name known? You know, are you building your kingdom? Or are you building God's kingdom? And it's, it's always a condition of the heart and it's a reflection by things that come out, whether it's they're fail, like something's failing in their ministry or something's not going right or their way. And so I just wanted to just say to the listener today exactly what jack is saying let the spirit drive you and if you don't know how to get in tune with the holy spirit then you need to get into the word of god to understand the will of god to understand the direction of which he wants to take you because if it's not birthed in prayer and bathed in prayer you're doing it out of your own selfish ambitions you're doing it in your own flesh and we know that so many times when we reach the end of ourselves that's just the beginning of what god can do right and 
I don't know. I just really appreciate that you went there, like, every, like giving God the glory, like every single thing that we do and that you do, Jack, and hopefully for our listeners that you can adopt that and truly not rob God of the glory that he needs to be given through any and all projects that we put our hands to. So I guess that's what I have to say. Did you have something more that you want to go? No, but I'm encouraged. <laughs> I'm filled with faith today, Jack, talking to you and getting to hear <clears throat> your testimonies about God's goodness and his faithfulness. I pray that the listener is encouraged as well to, yeah. to hear that. Also, the other thing is like you are 92 years old and you're not done. You're still writing. Oh. You're still like what drives you to keep going? You know, that's God-given. Uh, I'm just uh, a kind of guy, I couldn't uh, stand to play golf every day. I couldn't stand to sit on a rocking chair and wonder what's going on. I've just got this burning inside of me to always be searching, always be learning, mm-hmm. always be writing about the Lord and wanting to communicate His love, mercy, and grace to each of us. It's just... Uh, I don't know. It's just part of me, I guess. I feel like you're very zealous. You have a zeal about you, Jack. (laughs) Well, thank you. I love it. Well, we've come to the part of our program and podcast where we like to ask you a couple more questions. Are you ready for a fun challenge? Sure. All right. So I actually put six on here because I'm so curious. So we're going to kick out the first one. Okay, Jack, five, six questions in six minutes. This is a special (laughs) edition for the listener today. Usually it's five. But you had alluded to the fact that you've been married for 56 years. Many of our listeners desire to be married. So I would say, Jack, what is the best marriage advice you have for a young adult couple? Love the other person more than you love yourself. If you do that, the other person will be secure, will feel wanted, will feel loved. And if you love the other person, they in turn will love you back. So that's my best advice. I love it. I love it. I'm inspired by your life, your leadership, your legacy, and just um, encouraged by that advice as well. And so as a hobby, like outside of maybe, outside of reading, writing, some of those things that maybe we'd expect, what's something that you're into that you're learning about as a hobby or do for fun? I play golf. Golf is my uh, life outside of the of the kingdom. And, uh, you know, golf is like life. The more you practice, the better you become. Hmm. The same thing is true with your Christian life. The more you live it, the closer you come to God. So anyway, I'm a golfer and uh, I shoot better than my age. And so uh, it's uh, it's and I got a group of guys I play with who are all much younger than I am, but it's just good to be challenged by them and uh, and something I do and enjoy doing. I love that. All right, question number three of six. Um, what are you looking forward to in the near future? Well, I'm working on another book. I love it. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, it uh, it's a book called The Miracle of Peace. Wow. And, uh, you know, peace is something that everybody wants and needs. And peace comes only when you have a deep, loving relationship with the Lord. 
you know, and we're all troubled. We're all worried. Mm-hmm. And I will say that there's something that every one of us are worried about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, is only given to us when we surrender to him and turn our lives over to him and walk with him each and every day. Love it. I'm excited to read both books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, man, I've got some light reading to do. It's going to be encouraging. And Jack, uh, this is the fourth question. It keeps us on our toes. And we never know what this question is going to be, but we ask every guest, if you could ask Micah and I anything, you could ask us one question about life or any subject, what would you want to know from us? I would want to know first and foremost, your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because everything spins off of your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you have a relationship with the Lord, you, we can expand on that and go to what are you doing for the Lord? What is your life like? You know, what are your ambitions? What do you want to accomplish for the Lord? And so your relationship with the Lord, I think, is the first question I would ask you. You want to go? Sure. Jack, I remember being five years old. My parents uh, met at a church in Bloomington, Minnesota, not far from where we live now. And uh, they started bringing us to church. They were both first generation Christ followers in their family. And um, I remember being five, we went to the Metrodome in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and that was where I heard Billy Graham share. He said that God has a plan for your life, and if you want to follow him, come down and accept him. Like, come now. He has a plan. You can come just as you are. And that was the day, Jack, 25 years ago, that I decided to make a lifelong decision to follow Jesus. And it's been, there's been, ups and downs there's been aches and pains there's been hurts hurdles and hang-ups along the the way but god has been so good Mm. he has answered so many prayers he's healed me of tension headaches he's provided for us he's Mm. blessed me with a wife two daughters Um, he's given me opportunities to minister to others in my generation and those to come Mm -hmm. so i'm fired up about jesus all right that's wonderful (laughs) And I think what most people ask me about Josiah, let's say, is he always this happy? Like, is he truly genuine? And I will say, like, who he, who you see him as on the street, in the grocery store, at the bank, post, wherever he's at, that is who he is at home. So if he's he's filled with joy in the house, he's filled with joy on the street, people are like, does he get mad? I'm like, well, he can get worked up, but I'm like, he's never been off his rocker mad. So... I just want the listener to know that's the number one question. Is he always so happy? Yes, I would say yes. He has the joy of the Lord and he wants people to experience it as well. So um, as for me, I would say that's very similar. First generational uh, parents coming out of uh, the Catholic faith for my mom. And I remember saying yes to Jesus when I was in kindergarten at the end of my bed with my sister. At the end of our bunk beds, my mom prayed for us or prayed with us and led us to the Lord. And I remember going to Awana. We were part of a Baptist church at the time. And it was me and my sister who actually brought our parents to church. Like we wanted to start going to church as a family. And that put us on a trail up until my senior year. And then you really realize like, wow, my faith is my own but what does it look like outside of my parents' walls? So there was a time where I was rebellious and I was like, Lord, I'm running from you. I don't wanna run to you, I'm running from you. And I remember there was a moment when I was 
partying and running from the Lord, when I really, I still heard the voice of the Lord. I could still feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Like I could still feel him beckoning my heart, even when I was being rebellious. And it was one night when it's just like, Micah, this sin in your life equals your death. These choices that you are choosing equals your death. Either you can come to me and you can use your past as an, as a testimony, or you can allow the enemy to hold you by the throat. So I decided right then and there at age like 23, I'm like, you know what, Lord, like I want to live for you. I'm all in. I'm rededicating any and all aspects of my life to you. And that just totally changed the trajectory of my life. My friend group had to change my devotions. I'm like, Lord, I want 10% of my day to start with you. 10% of my 24-hour day starts with you. And obviously that's been altering throughout the, the years of marriage and kids and everything like that. But I would say like, I want to be like you alluded to that golfer. I want, I want my swing to be better. I want my prayers to be stronger. I want the hole in one, <laughs> you know? And I think like, I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but I think like the ultimate thing in life is like leading people to Christ, you know? <laughs> And well, that's the, wonderful. The hole in one is you say yes to the Lord, but then that's when it begins. So love that you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> well, uh, I love the uh, testimony of both of you because it just brings to light the fact that when we turn our life over to the Lord, he comes in and changes us. He comes in and blesses us. Right. He comes in and fills us with his Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit takes residence in your life, he's there to guide you, to lead you, to lift you up, and to protect you. That's so right. thanks so much for your testimonies. I think that's wonderful. Jack, it's been just a joy to talk to you. And a couple more questions. It's kind of back to you at this point. I remember just a couple weeks ago, I watched the movie. It was called Walk the Line. And it was kind of like a, a life of Johnny Cash. And he was a life that was a soul that was troubled. He experienced trauma early in his life. Then he had this dream to, to write. And he mm. was in your city in, in Tennessee and, or in your area. Mm. And he had this moment where I believe the story goes, he auditioned and the guy was like, we don't need that song. I don't feel that song. And he goes, if you were kicked by the curb and you had one minute, you had one song mm. to sing, what would it be? And then the, they cut a whole record that day because he sang some of the songs that he had written from his soul. That's good. And so I'm just curious, Jack, this question's a little off script, but if you had one message, you had one chance, one opportunity to share one thought, would it be um, the, the power of hope? What, what, would your, what would your one song that you would sing be? Oof, that's good. You know, I believe that I would sing of the love of Jesus for each of us because Jesus loves us with an everlasting love. Jesus stands waiting for each of us to come to him and he wants to fill us with his spirit. He wants to bless us beyond our imagination and he wants to love us with an everlasting love. So I, I would really 
tried to develop a song that was along that line. Jesus, love me, please. And uh, I don't know if that would be a bestseller or not, but it would be from my heart. Yeah. That's good. All right, here's a fun one. What's your go-to road trip snack or maybe like your golf snack? What is always in your bag, your car? All right. When we go... <laughs> when we, when we go to Montana, we have to go through Bozeman. We yeah. land in Bozeman, and our home is in Big Sky, Montana. And on the way up there, we stop at the uh, coffee pot. At the coffee pot, thank you, dear. At the coffee pot, and we have they have beautiful desserts, and they have great sandwiches and great. Uh, soups and so we we go in there and we always have lunch on our way up to our home and uh, we usually buy a pie and take it with us the chocolate pie is to die for oh and gosh. so we we just uh, stop by there and the people who run the place are Christians awesome you know <laughs> and they have a, a, a verse in Proverbs Right there, and uh, and posted in their in their store. So we uh, loved them, and they loved us. And you know, we've been going up there for forty years, and so and we stop by each and every year and uh, meet them again, and say hello to them, and let them feed us, and and just uh, we have a great time. So that's called the coffee pot. What city is in it in again? It's just outside of Bozeman, Montana. It's just about, uh, there's a place called Four Corners. Wow. And uh, about a, a mile up the road from Four Corners is where their uh, the little shop is. And they, they also create pottery. Ooh, wow. I love that. Yeah, they, they do a great job of creating pottery. And then they've added in this little coffee shop. And uh, mm -hmm. so it's, it's just a neat place. Wow. I love Montana. I have a couple of friends that live out there, a couple of friends that are out uh, out there with their families now that I actually went to college with. And I've been skiing at Red Lodge and also Big Sky. So I love that area. And when you say pies, do you mean one for your wife and one for you? Oh, no. One for both of us. One for both. Okay. Well, I said to make sure if they're to die for, I would want one just in case the car stalled in the, the blizzard. <laughs> Okay, so Jack, you've mentioned your wife a few times, and uh, you guys seem like maybe a dynamic duo and, and just a powerhouse team, and you've worked together, correct? We are together 24-7. Wow. So are we. And so <laughs> what would you say to Mike and I or to the young listener? You gave us marriage advice, but for those of us who like work together or minister together, any final thoughts and encouragement on that? Well, Marcia was God's gift to me. She came into my life when I was having a hard time. And uh, she has blessed me. She is my also my mental guide. And she is the person who uh, supports me in everything I do. Also keeps me on track, by the way. <laughs> so uh, uh, I really uh, love her. And uh, we have this love relationship that's uh, always been burning and never has gone out. Mm. Wow. wow. I love it. 
Well, to wrap up our session today, Jack, with your new book coming out, where can the listener find the website or how can they find your book? Well, it's, of course, on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and get the book. You can go to Barnes & Noble and get the book. You can go to most any family uh, Christian bookstore in your area to find the book. And uh, Hobby Lobby will probably carry the book also. Yay. So uh, it, it, these are the places that I think that would be the easiest. And, and probably Amazon would be the, the quickest because... You can order the book and you have it in two days. That's very oh my true. Gosh. And one more time, we're talking with Jack Countryman. His newest book is called The Power of Hope. He and Marsha are just encouraging. And um, Jack, thank you so much for the conversation and your time today. Well, thank you so much for having us. It's been our privilege and pleasure to meet with you today. Absolutely. And you can find more about us and Jack Countryman and the power of hope when you connect with us on our website at youngadults.today as well as our social media platforms across the board at youngadults.today. Until the next time, this is Micah and Josiah signing off. Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.